So again, like I attribute that to his athletic background, right? Like we all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. Um, and he made one, but he, but he came back. He, you know, he was humble about it. He realized he was wrong and he approached it with a completely different mindset. There's not a lot of people that can change that fast other than athletes, in my opinion. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. Welcome to the uh, the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. Um, got a guy on here today. His name is J.R. Butler. And Jr. he deals with he deals with athletes, former athletes, but um, I think he, he also deals with people. And with what, because we're people first before we're athletes, right? And Jr. has a, has a, um, a topic that I think is really going to hit home for a lot of players who have been doing something, had a lot of success, and they're still looking to, well, they're looking to find out what's next. And I think what JR does can be able to help people um, use what they, what made them successful in their sport, how to use those same qualities to help them have success in their next endeavor right so anyway jr man welcome to the shark effect thank you for being a guest on here uh tell my my listeners a little bit about you thanks for having me alex yeah i i i guess any story that i start about myself kind of has to start with hockey alex i grew up in massachusetts my father was a high school hockey coach for about 40 years now he coaches junior hockey He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm the oldest of three boys. We all played college hockey. Um, one of my brothers uh, played in the NHL, played in the Olympics in 2018. Um, so I, gr- I grew up, I'm a, if you look up rink rat in the dictionary, there's a picture of us three. Um, so I, I kind of got raised in a high school hockey locker room, which is kind of scary for anybody who knows high school hockey players. Uh, but yeah, my, my, uh, my entire life up until I stopped playing was really all about hockey and, and, and other sports. We played, we were really, my dad preached multiple sports. We all played football. We all played baseball, but hockey was always number one. Um, and, and that's kind of the whole foundation for my new company now is all about kind of that transition out of sports. Like you said, love that. So tell me a little bit about, or tell us a little bit about your, your, your company. Yeah. So like you said, um, when you're an elite athlete, uh, and I know you can appreciate this, your, your identity is really tied up in, uh, in that, right? Like if you ask me any time before I stopped playing who I was, the first thing I would say is I'm a hockey player. Um, and the transition's really, really hard. Uh, and for me, it was, it was really, really hard. I struggled with, with it. It's like losing a loved one. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until I found my next step in my journey from a career perspective and realized that what made me successful in hockey 
was going to make me successful in what's next that I kind of found that new footing. Um, so the reason I started the company is one, I don't want people to go through what I went through. I struggled with drugs and alcohol and, you know, depression and all those things. And two, you know, I, I, I built sales teams my entire career for the last 15 years. And we always looked for that athletic DNA in our, in our candidates. So I basically started a business to help myself as a 23 year old and myself as a 35 year old building sales teams. Um, and that's exactly what we do is we take athletes when they're transitioning, we give them some foundational understanding of what a sales career really is all about, what it, what it takes to be successful in it. We train them on some of the key skills and habits, and then we launch them into a great career by working with over a hundred companies across the United States that are specifically working with us because they also want to hire athletes. See, man, but this is beautiful because on two things, like you talk about identity and you really hit it right on the head is when you do something and you have success at it. And then it's as athletes, we have to understand where we have a lot of influence. We are leaders, right? And when that platform is no longer there for us, we do feel lost. And, you know, your identity, you know, people used to ask me before I said anything else, just like you said, I said, but man, I'm a football player. No, 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 you, no, that's what you do. You know, hockey, that's what you did. That's not who you are. And so many cats get this mixed up, right? And it's, um, and you know, to hear it coming from somebody else, it's, I mean, that's beautiful. That's number one. Number two, like this whole, um, you know, sales, I thought because I heard from the outside world, from guys who, who looked like me, who played football and is still looking for that, um, not just the money aspect, but the, the thrill, right? They pointed me in the direction, man, you, man, you'd be great in sales. I said, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know nothing about, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about sales, man. I know like um, how important it is, how to communicate and how to create uh, relationships and whatnot. Cause that's, I think, you know, when you're selling anything, you have to lead them. So I understand now how important leadership is and how influence is. But um, I was, I, I thought I was going to go into, what's the biggest thing I think for, actually, you know what? I'm going I'm to let you answer this because I get a lot of cats to come to me and with this one sales kind of a career. And for, for me, a lot of cats come to me with medical sales. And I want to know, like, is that like the number one deal? And if it is, why is that you think, or if, or is it something else when it, when it comes to sales? Yeah, I, I think like numbers wise, if you look at the percentage of people in a specific sales industry that are former athletes, medical is definitely heavy on the athletic side. Like if you look at any med device company, like a striker or something like that, you're going to see like 50 to 60% of their sales organizations are athletes. I think it's a lot to do with like, you know, like what they're doing, right? They're selling to doctors. They're, they're dealing a lot with orthopedic surgeons, physical therapists. So I think it's a natural, like it's easy for an athlete to make a connection with a doctor. Um, and, and we, 
we're starting to build out our medical practice now because of that. Um, what I think like my big belief is, is in software sales. That's kind of what we specialize in today, um, with a plan to expand into other sales industries. But like with software, the reason that we picked that one is it's my background. Like that's what I accidentally fell into. Hold on, hold on. I love software. It. Like what you mean? Like computers, like computer pieces or parts or. No, like, like, uh, like software as a service, right? Like, so think like salesforce.com or, um, you know, uh, Workday or SAP or, you know, bro, uh, Oracle, like big, like, like companies, basically, if you think about software, right? Like because of the advent of the iPhone, there's a much different expectation for consumers and for employees in terms of how they interact with the companies they buy stuff from and the companies they work for. So companies are being forced now to like digitally interact with their customers and employees. And what, what that's caused is a massive growth, exponential growth in the amount of software companies that exist in the world. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I, I, this is a crazy stat and I just learned it. But if you look at gross domestic product, technology is a $7 trillion industry globally. Financial services and insurance combined is 3.5 trillion. So technology is already the biggest industry in the world, hands down, right? And when I when somebody said to me, you should sell technology, JR, I literally laughed in their face, Alex, because I was a sociology major with a minor in art history and sign language, and I did not own a computer in college. But what I quickly understood was, People don't buy technology because of the bits and the bytes and the ones and the zeros. They Companies invest in technology because it solves business problems. So to be a great salesperson in technology, you have to you get to learn and understand how businesses work. So it actually ends up being like a really good fit for athletes because of that. Mm. How, um, why is that? Like when you talk about athletes, what is the – what is that biggest trait that makes them uh, have success in what you're talking about in the, in the software sales world? I think the number one, there, there's three that immediately I think of, but I think the number one being a, a passion for excellence. And, and the reason I say that is because like, if you think about football or hockey, right, the thing that made you great at it, is you, you probably like, I loved hockey from the jump because I was almost forced to because of the house I grew up in. But what I really, when I really started being passionate about it is when I got good at it. And, and the reason I got good at it is because I understood the skills and habits that it took to be great at hockey. And I wanted to be great at those skills and habits. I, I understood the processes that it took or the plays that it took to be great at the game. And then I, became a student of the environment. And I think a passion for excellence, like nobody graduates from college and is excited about software, but athletes are excited about being excellent at something. And when you get passionate about being excellent at skills and habits of a salesperson, uh, the processes that it takes to sell technology, because technology is expensive. Companies spend, it's the, it's the second largest uh, and now it's starting to become the largest asset on any company's budget other than real estate, right? Um, so you, that means you have to be able to understand an entire org chart, 
all the people involved, who makes the decision, who's the influencer, who do I need to get in front of to talk about my technology and the outcomes we can drive. So you have to become that student of the game. You have to get really good at the skills and habits and you have to understand the whole environment that you're selling into. So I think athletes, because we bring this unique passion to be excellent at something, we can we can really digest this massive undertaking of getting good at this brand new thing really quickly because we break it down to those simple skills, those simple processes, and and getting to know the environment quickly because that's what made us great athletes. I love that. You know, what you're talking about is like breaking things down. You know, it's one of the things, you know, as a as a coach. And I, when I'm coaching my clients to, you know, to achieve some of the things that they want to achieve, it's like we, we have to boil things down. When you can simplify, it's the same things that gave you success in your sport, same thing that gave me success in my sport. I think, yeah, you got to be quick. You got to be good. You got to have all these skills. But when you can understand things and when you when you break it all the way down, you can start to see things a little bit faster than than most folks. And, um, you know, people tend to want to overcomplicate things because if they think that it makes them, you know, seem smarter than what they really are. But really, the, the smart guys, the smart coaches, boy, men or women, is like, man, when they can take that complex, those complex things and boil it down and make it really simple. Am I right? Yep. Oh yeah. Right. Think about it back to the fundamentals, right? Like that's really what it comes down to. And, and I think in technology sales specifically, it's such a complex and like large beast that like being able to break it down into those simple like things, it allows you to get really good at it really fast. And I think that's really unique. Mm, that's good. Okay. Well, how about this? Because, you know, as athletes, we're told that we're really good, especially if you play, if, you, if you're doing something and you're playing what I call elite is anything past high school and you've been doing something really well. And with, with that comes a certain amount of influence, right? There's a lot of things that, that are given to us because we are really good in our sport or we're really fast. I understand that. I'm not, you know, I don't walk around with, you know, blinders on. Like I understand there's, there's different things that come my way because of the success I had even years ago playing a sport. Now, how, how do, um, because with that, a lot of times character gets taken out of the equation or it's ignored. And my job, what I do now is I help these, these, these former athletes like, man, you know, character matters because not everybody cares about how fast you ran a 40 or how many goals you scored, you know, two years ago. Um, what is your take on, you know, what type of characteristics do, does, um, the, I'm going to switch it. What type of characteristics does unsuccessful or um, unsuccessful people or athletes when they get into like the, the workforce, whether it's working with you or working in sales, whatever, what are some of the things that, that constantly show up 
when they don't have success in this new venture? Uh, I mean, in, especially in sales, the, the first thing is like, and we see this sometimes with like very high achieving athletes, Alex, that haven't been cut from a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. They've never come back from an injury, right? They didn't lose a lot, right? They don't have the resilient muscle, okay? Like that is hands down the most important character trait that a, a, an athlete can bring to the table in sales because it's like baseball, right? If you strike out seven out of 10 times, but you hit the ball three out of 10 times, you go to the Hall of Fame. In sales, it's like 0.5% of, of the time if you if you get a hit, you're a Hall of Fame salesperson. So you got to be okay with 99 people telling you no and hanging up on your face to get to the one that says yes every single day and come back the next day with the same vigor and conviction. So if you don't have that resiliency muscle, if you've had, you know, it's been a smooth ride for you your whole career, that's it's going to be really, really hard to find success in sales if you're not resilient because it doesn't matter how good you are, 99% of the time you're going to fail and you got to be okay with that. Mm. Wow. What sports do you think with your experience like leads to um, having like a really successful sales career, no matter what they're selling? What, what, what sports, maybe it's one sport or maybe it's two sports. I love to know, like, you know, they kind of give these, you know, these, these folks who listen to my podcast from all over the world, you know, they listen and like, wow. So I played this sport and because of these things, I might have an opportunity, you know, in this sale, this whole sales world. What, so so yeah, what I'm sport? not just, uh, yeah, I'm not just saying this to pump, pump your tires. Uh, but, but we have a lot of success with football, football players. Cause you know, football is unique in that, like, Everyone has a job, right? Everyone has a role. Not everybody takes the snap and throws the throws the pass. Not everybody gets the handoff, right? You know, you got the the guys in the in the trenches making blocks that don't ever get the the fanfare that everybody else does. And there's a playbook, right? Like just those two things alone make make uh, football players really good at sales because your first job, your alignment, like. It doesn't matter if you were the quarterback at, you know, Tennessee. If you're going to go into sales, you're go you're you're on the line. Like, little grunt you're, work. <laughs> yeah, like you're making cold calls, you're sending emails, you're haunting people on LinkedIn, right? But if even if you were the quarterback, you played football, you understand like, okay, I got to do I got to do my job so the quarterback can do his job, and we're all doing this together. The other thing is the the playbook piece, right? Like. Most companies that we work with, they know what it takes to be successful. They lay it out for you, and you've got to be the type of person that can follow the playbook and execute against, all right, I need to do a post here, right? Like this is what – if I'm here and everyone else does their job, this is what's going to happen. So we've had a ton of success with football players. One of our one of my employees was a was the recruiting coordinator at Michigan State. So he's, he gets us a lot of, a lot of football guys in the system – um, and we've had a ton of success with that. The, the second piece, and I'm surprised by this data, but the data is telling us that individual sports actually do really well too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So like like tennis, uh, golfers, we've had a ton of success with golfers. And I think 
that has a lot to do with like the self-starter mentality, right? It's easy to get jacked up in the locker room when you, when there's 55 guys around you and everybody's ready to run through a wall and you know, your guy has your back. Um, it's a little bit harder to get up every day when it's on you. Like you're, you know, maybe you have a caddy, but for the most part, you miss a putt. You got to have some real good positive self-talk internally because there's not going to be a guy next to you pumping your tires. You got to walk to that next tee box and get back in the mode and forget it. So we've had a ton of success with football players and a ton of success with like self-starting individual athletes as well. That's what the data tells us. That's so cool. Yeah, I love data. I love yeah. data, man, because feelings can get in the way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Numbers like, don't lie. Yeah, Numbers don't right. lie. That's right. Yep. Um, okay, so so what does that look like in terms of like sales? If I'm an entry level dude, right? And, and and trust me, like when I first when I finished playing ball, it was like a two years. I was trying to figure out, man, what am I going to do next? And I skipped past on who find out who I am, but what am I going to do next? Well, sales. Okay, well, you know, I was I ended up getting a, a meeting and doing a, a, a I guess a, a internship kind of like for a week at MetLife. Man, I didn't want to. God, I don't want to wear no suit and going into MetLife and talking to insurance and whatnot. But uh, it was just one of the things that I was like, okay, there's money here, right? What does it look like financially, like when you first enter into sales? Because that, that's one of the things I've always I've heard, and maybe it's not true, but in sales is where you can make the most amount of money. Um, is that true? And what does that look like for like entry level people who are coming into this whole new industry? Yeah, I, I think sales definitely has the highest sailing over time. Like okay. once you get in, you know what I mean? There's at, at any good company, the top salesperson should be making more money than the CEO. Like that's, oh, that's how it should, that's especially in technology. Okay. Um, and, and nowadays in tech, because there's so much venture capital and private equity money in the tech space, you're seeing out of, out of school, directly out of school, you're seeing like an average base salary of like $60,000 and a variable comp of like another twenty five dollars to $30,000. So you're kind of scratching the surface of six figures right away. Um, and to your point, like nowadays, it's, it's typically hybrid or remote. So you're working, you, usually you're going into the office a few days a week, working from home. There's a lot of flexibility. Um, I don't think that's a reason to get into it because the great, the, the best people are going in and putting in the hours and the work to get to the point where they can be flexible. But yeah, we're seeing like an average, an average initial kind of full, full compensation package of about $90,000 in this entry level technology sales world. Wow. That's pretty that's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I made, I think I made $26,000 when I graduated and started it. So the, the, the environment has changed a lot. There's a lot more money out there now. That's so cool. Well, JR, tell me, tell me more about like what you do in your company and how do, how can people um, get in touch with you and use your services to help them transition from, you know, being a, an athlete to uh, moving on to the real world and, you know, having a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they can 
go into our website, just filling out a form, you know, www.shiftgroup.io. Um, in terms of the process, we start everybody with like a, a pretty deep, uh, it, we call it an intro course. Um, we have like a 40% attrition rate coming out of that course, but that's by design. So it's a very, very transparent look into the career, the market, what the career path is. And then most importantly, like this is what the first job is. You're making hundred cold calls a day. You're sending cold emails. Your job is to get meetings for account executives. So we have people that do that and they're like, thanks, but no thanks. And we love that, right? Like yeah. we want, weed that's the out. goal is weed them out, weed them out. Yeah. Weed them out. Um, for the, you know, 60% of kids that get through that, we go back to those fundamental skills and habits and, and they take six courses on the fundamental skills and habits of a successful salesperson and we test them on it. So they take a final test. They have a coach that they work with the whole time. And then they take a final test with a seasoned salesperson from our network. Um, and from there, that's when we get into, you know, resume, LinkedIn, interview prep and all that stuff. And we have over a hundred companies that hire from us, but you know, you've got to kind of earn it to get in front of our hiring partners. You got to get through this gauntlet of training first. But like, you know, there's tons of companies out there now because of the growth of technology that help you break in to technology sales. Mm -hmm. We don't want to help you break into it. We want to help you absolutely crush it. And we use the word elite, right? Like elite is earned. So we want to put our candidates in a position where they can enter the workforce in technology sales as an elite seller from day one, um, it, it affects our attrition rate, but we think that's a good thing. We want to see the best of the best. That's who we want to represent our brand when we put them in front of our hiring partners. Oh, man, I love that. So they kind of have to go through a training camp. It's exactly what we call it. Yep. Oh, I love that, man. man that is so cool. I, I think um, what you're doing and and you know, the people that you're affecting, um, that's, that's pretty cool. That is, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Because it's, it's so many of us, you know, when we, when we stop playing our sport, we're trying to find like ourselves, number one, but then also it's like, man, what's the, you know, what can I, the skills that I have that help me out in my sport, how can I transition that into into the professional world and with you, you know, what you're doing, that's a beautiful thing. It is. It's really rewarding. The best, the best part of, of the business is, you know, we, we don't charge athletes for this, right? So we get paid by the company like an agent, but the, it doesn't come out of the athlete's compensation. And it's great when we get a kid a job because of that on the revenue side, but the most rewarding part of this, hands down, Alex, are the text messages we get from people where it's like, man, you, ch you literally changed my life. Like I never, I never thought this was an option for me. And because of you guys, I'm on a different trajectory than what I was going to do. And as a, you know, as a first generation college graduate, like I can totally appreciate this being like a very insular industry where we're, we're cracking open the door for everybody across the athlete spectrum, which is super important. There's a lot of people that look like me in the industry and that's not, that's not really a good thing, right? We need some, we need to really mix it up and get some people from underrepresented backgrounds, females, like all this stuff is super important if this industry is going to sustain its growth that it has in the past 10 years. Mm, I love that. 
Okay, last thing. Can you tell a story when a story of both like, man, this was a great, you know, having an athlete or whoever, you know, work with us and, and what that looked like. But then can you also tell us just a time when, you know, somebody who, who you was working with, they just, it wasn't a good fit and you had to let them go or you had to, you know, had a coming to Jesus moment. So we had a kid, um, he was a, he was a good kid. He worked hard on the training, but he, he definitely took a little bit longer than most people do. So there was like a little bit, some red flags. And we always tell him like, listen, you're probably not going to get the first job offer that you take. And you got to be okay with that. Like this is, you're going to lose. You're going to, you got to lose before you can win. And he went through the interview process and his final interview, he, he felt very good about it. And they told him, they told him like, Hey, like we're not going to make an offer. And they gave him all very valid reasons. And he, he flipped out, like lost it, you know, was swearing, like not a great look for us, not a great look for him. Um, and you know, he kind of went dark on us, Alex, for like two months. We didn't hear anything from him. And then he came back, was super apologetic, you know, told us he was going through some personal stuff at the time you know, we, we made him go through the training again. We're like, listen, if we're going to give you another shot, we got to make sure that you're in. We made him do the whole thing again. And the next time he went around, he was in at three companies, got all three offers. And now he's crushing it. He just got promoted to a senior role um, in his first six months in the seat. So again, like I attribute that to his athletic background, right? Like we all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. Um, and he made one. But he, but he came back, he, you know, he was humble about it. He realized he was wrong and he approached it with a completely different mindset. There's not a lot of people that can change that fast other than athletes, in my opinion. That is so cool. I thought that yeah. was going to go a totally different way. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool, man. Yeah. It's One like, of my favorite stories. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. It's like. Whenever you can, you know, we make mistakes. And most of the time we make it because of how we feel. And, you know, we say things that maybe we should not say in that certain environment or that certain time. But it's, it's just, just like on the football field. There's plenty of times where I lost my cool and it hurt me and my team. And then I had to. I had to be man enough, mature enough to be able to go back and apologize and use my words, actions, and now how I respond to make it into a positive for not just me, but for the whole team. It takes a That's certain right. type of person. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. I think it, athletes are very, they're elite. They're elite people, right? It takes, it, like you said, to get, to get a college to agree for you to put their name on the front of your Jersey, you have to be special, special person. So we're lucky. We're fortunate that our, you know, that the people that we work with are coming in from a much different angle than, you know, just a normal, a, nor a normal person. And I love that. JR, man, that's so cool. I am. I'm, I'm like, I'm super happy, but then also on the flip side, it's like, damn, man, I needed someone like you and your company when I was finishing up to be like, man, you know what, Alex, you might want to think about this, you know, going this route. 
you know, so um, um, thank you for, you know, for, for being a guest on the Shark Effect. Uh, I'm going to have all your your website and, and all that stuff. I'm going to have it in the show notes. But, you know, for, for you um, athletes, former athletes, no matter how long you've been out the game, um, I think you can pick something up from this conversation and definitely what JR is doing in his world. So um, thank you, JR. I appreciate you. Thank you for, for uh, sharing some, uh, some, some nuggets in, in your stories, man. Alex, great to meet you. Thank you for having me. This is an awesome conversation. All right. So if you got some value from today's episode and you're looking for the next step, well, here it is. I want you to su- subscribe to our Facebook group. It's called the Shark Effect Group. And when you get in, you'll be linked up with some other former elite level athletes. And they'll be there sharing some actionable steps and advice to get you to where you want to go. Because they are there. They are where you want to go. Uh, they're fighting to get further. And so you can get some, some value from just joining a group and it's free. So you don't have to worry about anything like that, about paying. But I suggest, if you're looking for the next steps to get to where you want to go and have a life of impact and purpose, because you are set apart. Former elite level athletes, you are different. And you need to be able to learn how to use your influence to benefit you. So I want you to go over to the Facebook group and join it. And join it today. Yo, what's up? So check this out. If you like today's episode, I want you to do a couple of things. Number one, I want you to subscribe to the show. And I want you to give it a rating. Five stars are dope. We love those. And then give it a review. And so I'm saying this not for selfish reasons, but it's to help us all out. The more ratings that we get and the more reviews that we get, the bigger, more impactful guests that I can get on the show. And so, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. But it starts with you giving a review, rating it, and sharing it. All right? So if you can do that, we can all have a greater or make a better, greater impact. All right? So until next time, keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting to the person that you want to become. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete, or an executive, or a successful entrepreneur, or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? 
because we all go through tough times. But how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.